Welcome on into Village Vice. I'm Zach Blackerby. Brad Law joining me as he does every single day. And special guest, Auburn quarterback, Hank Brown. Hank, you wrapped up your first fall camp as a collegiate athlete. I imagine the last few weeks to the last month was a was an absolute whirlwind for you. It was. It was awesome. Um, it was definitely a lot. Um, I learned a ton from it, and it was a grind for sure. Um, but it's definitely... Uh, good being on the other side of it and knowing that it paid off for sure for our team uh, as long as me as well as me and so it was good first fall camp how were you prepared for fall camp Hank I mean what sort of uh, what sort of preparation mentally obviously we know you're physically prepared but uh, what were the expectations that were set for fall camp and then what was the experience actually like relative to those expectations yeah, so the expectations going into it, um, you know, definitely you can't get left behind in fall camp, obviously. It gets going and it's fast. Um, and, uh, you know, Peyton actually helped me out a little bit. Uh, he was telling me, you know, he's like, you know, I didn't really understand that. Um, obviously, I didn't know. I haven't had experience with it. He was like, you know, you got to know the playbook front and back before you get to fall camp because there's there's not much – there's a ton of learning in fall camp, but like you don't have time for all the extra learning and catching up, you know, the new stuff that they're going to be putting in. You got to be able to spend time on that, not on the old stuff. Um, and so having him tell me that definitely helped just me being able to just really study, um, like you were saying, mentally and getting uh, my headspace right for fall camp because physically they had us. Uh, right where they wanted us um preparing us all summer for that so that really helped and um then obviously in fall camp um there was a lot a lot of more toll on our bodies obviously uh we were doing a ton of stuff um for quarterbacks it's a little bit different than the rest of the team i'd say it takes more toll on our minds than it does our bodies even though it's long days very tiring um, we really got to be sharp mentally, especially under Coach Freeze, Coach Monty, and, you know, our offensive staff, Coach Austin. And um, so that that really helped that Peyton was able to tell me that. And, and fall camp, I felt, was, was really good. I learned a ton um, just overall. So it was great. Hank, what do you think the average football fan, the average college football fan, what do you think they don't understand? about fall camp as far as what you guys go through or as far as how you guys prepare or how all encompassing it is on your live for the past month. What does the average college football fan not know what you guys go through now that you've been through one? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, most college football fans know that fall camp is hard. It's tiring. Um, I don't think they understand to the extent of how, how tiring it really is. Like you're truly there all day like i am there from from like 6 30 in the morning to 8 at night for 14 days um and so i mean we had off days um and stuff but so i don't think they understand the extent of how how long of the days they actually are and then what they really i don't think understand is like i was saying how much of a toll it takes on you mentally like how much you get thrown at you and how fast you have to apply that. Um, and that's what 
allows us to grow so much because you know you have practice and then right after practice we're watching film on that practice we come in the next morning we're watching film installing more stuff into our offense the next morning then we go out back, back to practice again and we're applying that new installment into the field you know so it's just continual like mental toll every single day um but that's at the same time that's what allows us to grow so much and get so much better as a team and so that's where you really have to be sharp with it and that's something that i don't think people really understand and a lot of work a lot of sacrifice um now that fall camp is in the rearview mirror Hank and, and Peyton is the starter and, and there's sort of a path forward for the 2023 Auburn Tigers. How does your role change? What's the expectation for what your days, your practices look like uh, here these this next week and a half before the opener? Yeah, it's a good question. So, um, you know, I think now that we're getting a little bit close to the season, um, it'll be it's going to start focusing more on the guys who are playing, the starters are going to be getting more reps, obviously. Um, and uh, they're going to get more attention, all that type of stuff. Um, but I think that, you know, um, like you were saying, like the next week and a half, it's really going to change from focusing on us to really game planning for, for UMass and the teams we're playing. So, I think that's going to shift. Um, but for me, I think it's, you know, I'm still going to be, you know, grinding like I have been, you know, and I think that's how the team has to has to stick with it is just, you know, even though, um, you know, some people might not be getting as much reps um, and all that stuff, like everybody's got to stick with it, keep going. Like we're still in fall camp, even though it's different with classes and whatnot, we just got to, stay with it and keep grinding so we can all get better and make each other better. Hank, the average Auburn fan was shocked when they realized how tall you were, <laughs> despite you being listed at six, four, since you've been committed to the tigers. But did you see any of that? Did you see anybody kind of freaking out of like how big of a dude you are <laughs> coming in as a true freshman? Yes, sir. I, I, I <laughs> know what you're saying. A lot of people didn't uh, really realize how tall I was. Um, and it's been funny to see some of the people's reactions, just, you know, me being taller than uh, some of the other guys. So, yeah. Uh, Hank, what was your best game in high school? You, you had a prolific high school career in Nashville, played for Trent Dilfer there at Lipscomb Academy. What were, Do you have a game that stands out to you as your number one high school game? Yeah, I would probably have to go with um, – we were playing our rivals, CPA. Uh, Rub it in, Hank. And uh, we went to their place, and we started off the game down 14-0. And for us last year, that really wasn't normal at all. Like, you know, we, we, we were used to blowing teams out. And, like, they returned two kickoffs um, at the beginning of the game to make it 14-0. And so wow. after that um, – it was kind of a challenge for me and, and the rest of our offense because we really hadn't been put in that situation much that season. Um, and that, this was more towards the end of our season. Um, and that's where I feel like that game I, I was able to take over um, and dominate. And we ended up winning 48-21. Uh, so I'd say that was probably my, my best game for sure. 
48-21 after uh, starting down 14 nothing. That's quite the that's quite the turn for you guys. Yes, no question about it. Hank, as far as okay, you look ahead to the season now and you talked about what your role in practice will probably be moving forward. Is there a game on this schedule that you're kind of looking at and saying, like, man, I can't wait to be a part of this team when this game happens? Yeah. Um, I mean, this might be a, a very common answer, but I haven't been able to see an Iron Bowl in person. Um, so I think that that game is going to be one that I'm very excited for. And I think, you know, everybody counts us out. And I think that there's not a game this year that we should be counted out of. I think we have a, a great team and a good, a great staff that every game is going to be, we're going to compete. So I'm excited to watch that one. What's the best piece of advice or individual coaching that you've gotten so far since you got to Auburn from either Coach Freeze or Coach Montgomery? I would say, um, that's a good question. I would say one thing that honestly the both of them um, are on the same page with and, and piece of advice that they they have given me and, you know, have have given really the rest of the offense because it's more of an offensive thing. It's a defensive thing too, but um, just really they've emphasized playing the next play. Like no matter what happens, if you make a mistake on the last play, move on. And that's something that, you know, Coach Freeze is big on mental toughness. And obviously, as a quarterback especially, you have to be mental, mentally tough. And when you make a mistake, everybody makes mistakes. Like, it's going to happen. You have to be able to move on and let it go um, and just play the next play. So that's one of the biggest things that I, I've worked on and I think is a big, big part, especially for quarterbacks. Yeah. Hank, last question, and we'll let you go. Appreciate your time, uh, as always. But... You committed to Hugh Freeze twice, right? You committed to him when he was at Liberty. Then you committed to him, obviously, when he took over at Auburn. And now you've played for him during a fall camp. Is it the same coach? I mean, we've heard stories about, you know, guys being recruited. And then once they get on campus, it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, mm -hmm. you, you see a different side of them. What, uh, what version of Hugh Freeze have you seen so far? Is it the same guy that you committed to twice? Yes, sir. That's a good question. So funny story, actually, before I uh, was was uh, when I was committed to Liberty, uh, I, I would train with Malik Willis, got to train with him a few times. And he he actually told me he was like, Coach Freeze is a different person uh, recruiting versus versus actually playing for him. And not in a bad way, just like he's going to he's going to help you, but he's going to get on you. Like he's going to make you better and you have to be able to, to, uh, withstand that. And so, you know, I, I've seen that. I haven't seen the full extent to, I think what, what Malik is talking about. Um, but you know, I've always stood on the fact that coach freeze is such an authentic guy and he stands by what he says and that's how he lives his life. And so I, I, you know, since, since being here, it's not been super different. Like he's still the same um, amazing guy, everything he talks about, but he, it does, there's a little uh, switch that flips when you get on the field with them. He will get on you and he'll get after you, um, but it makes us better. So, Sounds like a good thing. Sounds like a good thing sure. for sure. 
Hank, thank you so much for your time once again, and uh, hopefully we'll have you on again soon. Awesome. Appreciate y'all. That is Auburn quarterback Hank Brown hanging out with us. Bright young kid, Brad. Yeah. Excited to see what his future here is um, at Auburn. No question yeah, he about just, it. He's a quarterback, right? That, that is through and through. He, he speaks with authority, and um, that, that's really good. Auburn is in good shape, and that quarterback room has, uh, has a lot of solid young men in it, and, uh, and Hank represents that well. No question about it. No question about it. All right, I want to talk about the defensive player that got the best grade from the second scrimmage. Mm -hmm. But first, we got to give some love to the people who deserve some love. Brad Long. Yes, we do. Lanceslock.com. Preseason NFL football is underway. It's week zero in college football. This is the time. Visit Lanceslock.com. Right now is the time to get the best price on the monthly and the annual packages Sign up today for the best deal at lanceslock.com. Yes, yes. And also, uh, today's show brought to you by our friends at Roback. Roback.com is where you can get top-of-the-line golf gear as well as hoodies and other fancy schmancy apparel. <laughs> it's all very comfortable. It all looks very good. Head over to Roback.com. That's spelled R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. And use promo code TNR20 at checkout to get 20% off and free shipping on that first order. TNR20 for at roback.com for 20% off your order. I'll Brad tell you Law, this. Yes. Don't you wish you had some Roback today if you're going out to play golf and it's 100 degrees and feels like 110 out there? You better have your Roback today. So I'm going to the Open Championship on Thursday, yeah. and I don't know if it's going to be here in time. But nice flex, we'll by the way. That was, that was you know, solid you know, flex. Uh, it wasn't as big as Hank flexing on uh, beating his rivals, but that's yeah. fine. That's fine. We, we saw what he was doing. Uh, it sounds like Elijah McAllister had the highest grade of the entire defense from uh, from Saturday's scrimmage, which I think is encouraging because that's a guy that, one, I wasn't as high on when it, in regards to like rushing the passer from that jack linebacker position. I just don't think that's what Elijah McAllister's strength is. And we heard that Jalen McLeod was kind of the jack linebacker that was going full steam ahead as far as hype goes at that position. But Elijah McCow says, no, no, no. I've got a 1,000 snaps under my belt from what I did at Vanderbilt, and I'm able to transfer it at a higher level here at Auburn. And in the second scrimmage, where it kind of felt like it was a little bit of a moving day situation, a separation-type situation in regards to you know who's in the two deep in the depth chart, hats off to Elijah McCow. who sounds like he had a great day particularly, too, with Jalen not at full strength and, and able to go. And Coach Freeze talked about those injuries in his press conference Saturday. Um, whether it's a case where Jalen is, is starting and he just needs a break, or if there's an injury to anybody else at that jack position, having Elijah uh, be able to produce consistently, do what he's supposed to do, be where he's supposed to be, make plays, uh, it's great for the depth. It's great for the success of, of the Auburn defense. That was very encouraging. Well, and I think it makes more sense to start McAllister, mm -hmm. have McAllister on early downs, and have McLeod on the field in any time it's third and three or longer on third yeah. down. To me, I think that's what's more important. Get those valuable reps mm -hmm. and snaps from McLeod in passing down situations just because I think he's, I think he's by far, Brad, the best pass rusher on yeah. this on this defense and you know I, I could be wrong but i don't know who else it would be if it's not him yeah 
Well, and, and depth is so critical. Um, we, we, all you have to do is look at last year's team with Colby Wooden and with Derek Hall yeah. and, and what they were able to do over the last two thirds of the season. But you think about the loss of Eku Leota and what the defense was doing earlier in the year with Eku in the lineup. So the more guys you have to play situational football defensively or just to be productive uh, along the front, the more chance you have. Yeah, and it's still a thin room. Right. I mean, yep. you're talking about since they moved Caldrick to defensive end. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're looking at those three transfers that they've got right there. Jalen McLeod, Elijah McAllister, and Steven Sings, the transfer from Liberty. And it's like if something happens to one of those guys, like that room, I mean, you're going to have to probably move Caldrick back from defensive end over to Jack, I would guess, would be the first move. I can't imagine anybody in the linebacker room moving over to Jack. Maybe Cam Riley, but we haven't really seen that. So I think he's got the skill set, but we haven't seen him do that. So no, you're right. I, I think Keldrick's the only kind of interchangeable piece in that formula. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Keldrick, his little brother, yeah, committing to Auburn Tigers, kind of psyched people out. He put on the Alabama hat. And he said, "No, no, no," and he went over and got the Auburn when he had an Auburn shirt under his his jacket. Uh, but pretty, uh, pretty cool. If there's a pair of brothers you want to get, <laughs> the the Falk brothers uh they've got some uh, some good genetics i don't think there's any question about it how good is that highland home program or or uh, good is that highland home team that uh what i really liked too is there was a video that uh, that circulated of of keldrick showing up at the announcement and man those two guys that brotherly hug yeah. that they shared that'll get you uh, a little bit a very special moment and, and big brother was there to see it and uh, when we say big brother boy do we ever mean big brother yeah, and it, it's it's kind of feels wrong calling him the little brother of yeah. uh, Calder because yeah. I don't think he's a little anything. I mean, he is he yeah. is a huge guy going into his junior year. He's already six three, like two thirty, yeah. and lean can move really well. Uh, going into his junior year, I can't wait to see what kind of finished product he is after he's done next season with his senior year. But what a what a special athlete! But one thing about Keldrick being there, he was doing an interview. I forget what news station it was with, mm-hmm. but. The anchor, the reporter asked him, like, hey, you know, did you help Coach Freeze recruit your brother, uh, JJ, J. Lewis? And he said, uh, no. I'm sorry, J. Caleb, excuse me. Yeah. And they said, no, not really, because I didn't want to put any kind of pressure on yeah. him. And just the maturity of an yeah. 18-year-old doing that, there's no way in the world I would have done that when I was 18. There's no well, way ever. Yeah. Keldrick knows what it's like firsthand to, sure. I mean, he, he's been through it and there's pressure. There's pressure even from people who aren't really intending to apply pressure. Um, it's there. There's enough inherent pressure. So uh, it, it's great for, for JJ that he had an older brother who had gone through it and sort of knew when there's a time for everything. It's kind of like what Hank Brown was talking about, about Coach Freeze being a little different in recruiting than in practice. There's a time for everything. There's a time That's to right. push and a time to pull back. Uh, a little bit and uh no that was that was a great moment and by the way another win for auburn on the recruiting trail what we've seen over the last few weeks is you will not no program will win every recruiting battle you just won't land every guy that you want to land one a isn't coming 25 out of 25 times um but you win your fair share and auburn's in that position and it will do that now for the foreseeable future yeah, yeah, and I said Jalewis a second ago. I was thinking of Jalewis Solomon. I got them mixed yeah. up, who was Auburn's uh, previous commitment, who had a great first game of his senior season 
over in uh, at Georgia. I think he scored like a rushing touchdown. I had a pick. I think he scored a receiving touchdown. So good for him. Good for him. But yeah, you're, you're certainly right because I think now that Auburn fans have like, oh, we're in these recruiting battles, these high-end recruiting battles more, uh, great. We're going to start winning them all. And that's just not this is not how it works. But we won a few in a row, and I think we got spoiled a little bit. You know, Demarcus Riddick, yeah. Perry Thompson. It's like, oh, we're unbeatable. It's like we got a taste of something, and yeah. uh, you know, you just can't get enough of it. And I, I think we're going to get to where we win more of them than mm-hmm. we are now. I think that's the goal. But I still think until – there's going to be some guys is like, they've got to see it. They've got to see what yeah. you know Hugh freeze is pitching. There's got to be some proof of concept that you and I discussed yesterday, Brad. And we'll certainly see if that proof of concept begins to form this season. Mm-hmm. And maybe we should do some preseason uh, official predictions later this week, but I don't think it's going to happen as quick as some people do. Well, and, and you're not alone in that because I've, I've seen a lot of predictions that sort of write off Auburn. They've got them sixth or seventh in the West, and we can get into those predictions later in the week, and, and I think that's a really good idea. I just don't see that. I see the floor not being as low. I see the ceiling being higher for this team than a lot of the national people do. So either I've got a close, you know, either you and I have a closer look than some of those national people, or we're we're blinded a little bit by, by by fandom. I don't know. Maybe it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah, it probably is somewhere in the middle. We'll see. Follow Brad Law on socials at AU Brad Law because, uh, Brad, what is it you say? Everybody has a vice? Everybody's got vices, Zach. We just hope Village Vice is one of yours. That's right. That's right. And uh, my name's Zach Blackerby. You can follow me on socials at Z Blackerby. Until next time, this has been Village Vice. Village Vice.